This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Fresh from the Polar Vortex, this is the 20th episode. Hope you're keeping warmer than we all are in the Midwest. Uh, now, returning to us this week is the chairman of the Casey Spurs, the man who was ready to ship Lorente off to the other side of the world before his winning goal for Spurs on Wednesday, and who's always down for a game of checkers. Quite the gamer. It's Jeremy Semente. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Here in Kansas City, we're getting over Perry's support of... Patriots, but as Winston Churchill said, there are no perfect men. There are only morons who support Arsenal. End quote. <laughs> well, that leads me uh, on to my next guest. Uh, the show, of course, wouldn't be complete uh, <laughs> without the leader of the Casey Gunners, the man who weeps at every new Instagram post from Hector Bellerin, and who's recently become the expert at framing things. Task Rabbit in his future, perhaps. It's Voice Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, I, w- I felt bad about this next statistic that I was going to drop until Jared had to open his mouth. So welcome to the 4,000th day of Tottenham's trophyless streak. Wow. It's very momentous. I... 4,000 days. I'm surprised you've been counting, or am I surprised? I don't even know. Um... There's a Twitter account for that, unsurprisingly. <laughs> it's, twi- it's Twitter for everything. Um, and we're excited to have another new guest with us this week. Uh, he's one of the masterminds and brothers behind the Bros Talking Soccer podcast. A Liverpool fan, I'm told, and is perhaps a little nervous about that three-point gap. We'll see how this all turns out. Please welcome Dave Kittle. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I am most certainly nervous about that three-point gap. <laughs> well, that's something we might be talking about. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition straight into that. Um, so basically, we're going to jump in. It's going to be top three again, our modified version of it. Uh, so this is where our guys try and figure out the top three talking points from a list of popular options. Those options this week are Chelsea get knocked down, but they get up again. Manchester City's rise and fall. Liverpool believe in a thing called draws. So those are the three topics. And Dave, since you're a guest, you're going to go up first. So which out of those three was the most talked about? I'll say the uh, I'll say the Liverpool draw because it seemed to provoke both from Liverpool's fans and it and felt like everyone else uh, they were you know either very happy or very down about it. So I'll say that one. <laughs> you got it, but that is the three points right off the bat. So nice work on that. Liverpool struggle to register three points of late as they play out one-one draws against West Ham and Leicester City. Uh, now for Liverpool, this is the first time they've had back-to-back ties since September of last year. Uh, but perhaps we give credit to West Ham, who are now unbeaten at home in three matches uh, for the first time since last February. Perhaps. Maybe it's the bubbles. Who knows? Um, so, Dave, as a Liverpool fan, uh, let me ask you the biggest question of the lot. Are Liverpool on course to win the title this season? I still... I just hope so. Like, it, it's so tough for me as a Liverpool fan to say they're definitely going to win. City is the stronger side. Um, they're still involved in four competitions, so I'm hoping that, that that'll kind of go against their title hopes. Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I can't say for certain that, that they're definitely going to win, though. So I okay. think City is still still the likely uh, likely champion, but I certainly hope Liverpool, you know, pulls can, it out. Can pulls it out. Uh, yeah, and uh, in, in terms of these results they've had, what's what's been... Uh... I say the issue, but why aren't they getting these uh, these wins that they need? Quite frankly, this is something that that has been happening all year, and they've been able to grind out 
results. Uh, they, they have such a strong attack, but it's just, it hasn't clicked the entire year, and their defense has been so strong. Um, and I think now you're just seeing a little wobble in the defense, and the attack still doesn't. It's still not firing on all cylinders like it was last year. So I think this is just kind of their form catching up to them. And at the end of the day, they still got points. Like right, they got draws. They're not losing these matches. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna skew positive here and and try to think that way. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, Jared, what are your thoughts on Liverpool's current progress? Do you think they're gonna turn that corner and find the find a way to keep winning? Uh, you know the the old adage, you know that. that Champions win the matches they're supposed to win, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to dropping points like this, I mean, <clears throat> uh, thanks to West Ham's uh, you know recent run of form, it was kind of bumped them up to twelve. But uh, in reality, they're far closer to the bottom of the table than you're at the top. Uh, same with Leicester uh, with their you know kind of struggles season and you know, seasonal tragedy and all that. I think uh, I agree with Dave. I think that that offense is merely a regression to the mean. I mean, you were talking about just a, a, a an absurd goal scorer in Mosala last year, but you can't play Arsenal are. every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But really, I mean, there, and, and I think voice is going to touch on this later on in the, in the pod. Liverpool are a missed offside call away from not scoring. Does that mean they don't score in this match? I don't think so. I think Liverpool is actually prone to scoring in bunches. And uh, w- when you look at you know, a couple of balls, you no know, fall here and there for either team here, uh, we could have had a, a 3 3 4 3 match on our hands. But again, a missed, a blown call. And, you know, hats off to West Ham responding the way they did almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I admit, I was watching that match, saw the goal that I felt like was coming. I got frustrated. I got up in the other room. And next thing you know, Antonio puts it away. And I'm like, okay, here we are. Uh, this is the ball game. So you can't really uh, uh, you know, come through without a little bit of luck. I think Liverpool got that. And I actually do think all this stuff kind of comes out in the wash. But I think they're lucky to come away with with a point here. Because, again, you know, I think we're a little kind of brainwashed by just the dominance of mm. that city squad last year where they just – simply could not lose coupled with the dominance of that Leicester squad mm-hmm. you know a, a few years ago I mean it was one nil two one for what felt like from January to you know to May and, and that's what it takes to win the league I think these are going to come back to kind of bite Liverpool sure. um you know they they still have a bit of a gauntlet against the top six left um and we'll see where it goes but you know uh today's point uh there is no question that this Liverpool squad is more than talented enough to pull it off. Can I just add something? Sure. Uh, this may be off topic. Just on the goals that they're conceding from the set pieces, I am on the record. I absolutely despise playing a high line on free kicks like that. I think it is the <laughs> risk reward is just it, it just so does doesn't Virgil. make yeah <laughs> doesn't it, do it. <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense. And so for me, I you know if someone from Liverpool happens to hear this, just please just drop the line back a little bit, just win the ball out of the air. Don't worry about trying to catch them off sides or whatnot. So that's just my little fandom, uh, quick little reference there. But it, it's never made sense to me why why teams defend with a high line on free kicks from those positions. <laughs> Boys, we're going to swing it to you next for our next guest. Uh, we still have Chelsea get knocked down, but they get up again. And Manchester City's rise and fall. So which one uh, would you like to talk about? You know I can't resist an opportunity to talk about Arsenal. But to revert to the last point, we all forget the fact that City should have two points on Liverpool in addition to what they have, if not for Riyad Mahrez, <laughs> who I assume is going to have his image burnt in effigy at the Etihad in the event they lose. And to Jared's point... Liverpool have Chelsea at home and Spurs at home. 
they've got United away, but they're going to regress to the mean as well. But let's talk about City beating the ever-living snot out of Arsenal this week. <laughs> to put it mildly. Uh, despite Man City's shock loss to Newcastle midweek, uh, they find a way past Arsenal at the Etihad thanks to a 10th career hat-trick uh, for Sergio Aguero. City currently have dropped 16 points in their 25 Premier League games this season, which is already more than they dropped in the entirety of last season. Yet they're still eight wins in nine. Uh, now for Arsenal, their away form continues to struggle as only two other teams have lost more away games since the start of 2018, and that is Brighton and Huddersfield. Ouch. Um, boys, do you think there was any... I, I say this in a, in a positive way, perhaps. Was there any hope for Arsenal in this game? No. Uh, I mean, it's one of those situations where you have to look at it. it injuries, I, every team suffers from them. I think the reality is the fact that Arsenal have been confronted with injuries that are season-ending. Mm-hmm. You talk about Rob Holding, who was probably our best central defender. Hector Bellerin, who was our only serviceable right-back. You were without Granite Xhaka for that match. I thought the interesting takeaway was that the midfield of Torreira and Guendouzi was actually really great. Um, but the problem was operating on the wings that Kolasinac and Licksteiner were just terrible. I mean, Licksteiner especially. He was purchased as cover uh, for a right back that played 85% of our matches last year. And he's being thrown into the deep end. And he looks every bit 34. But... To answer your question, no. I, I, there's some ridiculous stat that Arsenal have not won away at the top six in like 27 matches. Hmm. We just don't have the acumen to be able to do it. I, and it's funny because there have been issues within the Arsenal camp over the last few weeks over Emery's strategic decisions. But what is he supposed to do when 50 seconds into the match, Alex Awobi dances around like a complete moron turns the ball over and Shkodron Mustafi is creating I don't it's not an off it's not an offside trap he's literally standing in the middle of no man's land <laughs> as the ball goes over his head and Aguero thumps it into the back of the net and within 52 seconds Emery's game plan or tactical plan for the match is gone and I, if you're going to take anything away from this match as an Arsenal fan I think it's the reality that from Laurent Koscielny's equalizer which unquestionably came against the run of play uh, until the end of the half where again, Licksteiner, it's crazy. At 34, you would expect the physical side of his play to degrade, but not for him to just let Raheem Sterling run behind him without man marking him at all. Mm-hmm. That seems like something somebody with, you know, almost two decades worth of professional experience would notice was happening. And then from that point forward, they all walked out like a shell of themselves in the second half. It was just one of those situations where <laughs> For want of a better term, it looked like City just turned the water pressure off and <laughs> sort of put their hands behind their back, and they are like, we're not going to do anything until Aguero used his hand to actually score a goal. Uh, there it is. <laughs> it was, and listen, this is – I want to be completely clear about this. Arsenal deserved to lose 3-1. to one. I think that's an entirely fair and perhaps flattering scoreline for just how dominant City were during the second half of this match. But equal to the Liverpool match – where their first goal shouldn't have counted. The third goal for Manchester City is a handball. I know that it's not intentional, but that's not within the thing. He controls it with his forearm, and it goes into the back of the net. It's not a goal. I anxiously await VAR. And my only other comment on this match is the fact that the quality of officiating in the Premier League this year has been abysmal writ large. This isn't just against Arsenal. It's just sort of globally. Mm-hmm. It's been very frustrating to watch just how bad the officiating has been this campaign almost universally match to match. Mm-hmm. And the Premier League has to do something about it. 
in the offseason and, and at least either educate or revise what they're telling the centers because things are getting out of control and games just aren't being decided correctly because they're not calling fouls or they're not being uniform it's just all over the board Mm -hmm. yeah that i would agree with that i wonder if there are going to be changes coming up but uh I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Dave, on Manchester City, uh, obviously having this kind of shock loss to Newcastle, but bouncing back against Arsenal, do you think now they've got that rhythm back to go on and really kind of push uh, for the title, so to speak? I think so, but I mean, they were still, I mean, in the first half, they were, something still didn't seem quite right with them, and obviously everything clicked in the second half, and like I was talking about earlier, I mean, they're going to be pulled in a lot of different directions over these coming weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. they're playing two matches before Liverpool plays again. Uh, Liverpool, I think, has one match in the next 15 days. I'd, I'd, City has at least two or three, possibly more. So it's going to be how they manage sort of being in all those different competitions that's sure. really going to decide all this. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. And uh, in terms of the comparison between Liverpool's fixtures and Manchester City's, who has the more comfortable run-in, uh, obviously, up to the end of the season? Well, so I think Liverpool Liverpool's end to the season, like very end, is very favorable. Now, I don't know City's schedule in, in between, and I know uh, one of the other guys was just touching on Liverpool, has a couple big six matches between now and then, but I, I'm liking Liverpool's chances if they can get through the next two or three two or three months because their, their end of season run is pretty favorable. Mm-hmm. Right, let's move on to our last one, which is going to be uh, started off with Jared, and it's going to be Chelsea get knocked down, but they get up again, which is going to give him that bonus one point uh, right out of nothing. Chelsea make amends for their midweek lashing from Bournemouth by putting five past Huddersfield. Final score there was 5-0, but 4-0 against the midweek, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Now, this is the second time in EPL history that Chelsea have lost a game uh, by full goal margin after losing 5-1 to Liverpool in September of 96. Uh, Now, however, the Blues have only lost one of their past 16 home games, winning nine and drawing six. Uh, So, Jared, what's what's the deal here at Chelsea? They go ahead and bring in Higuain, uh, obviously puts a great one in over the weekend, but uh, what's the deal here? Why can't they kind of find that stability? I'm not really going to give Chelsea too much credit for beating up on a <laughs> number 20 team that they haven't lost to since the Truman administration. So forgive me if I don't roll out the blue carpet. However, it would not be a who kicked the corner flag podcast. If I didn't parry voices, uh, do a VAR and say VAR is the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world and will ruin the game. That being said, I, I actually think, uh, you know, this is to Boyce's point saying that that was a favorable scoreline. I actually, I actually disagree. I, I, I think to give up a compliment to, to Arsenal that uh, Gunduza Torreira midfield, I was very impressed by that. And, I, and I'm afraid of those two. And I, I, I really enjoy that midfield. But I think this is a favorable inflated scoreline for Chelsea against a, a Huddersfield squad that had a couple chances. I mean, I, I mean, the, Hey, you look at the stat sheet that's <laughs> nowhere near supported. Uh, I mean, we're, we're talking about, I mean, I think they were outshot like something like five to one uh, and <laughs> just completed maybe half the passes. But, uh, you know, they they at least kept it two to one until the 66 minute and then just the doors came off. I think they were a victim of some maybe lack of focus or some bad goalkeeping. Uh, we talked about in the podcast, we don't think Iguain is the is the answer and actually to every Chelsea fan out there is that I hope they get this overinflated sense of accomplishment on this because oh my gosh, Igor came in and scored two goals against Huddersfield Town 
is something that Alvaro Morata could not do. And I agree with them. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's the state of Chelsea right now, right? I mean, uh, Hazard, you know, from the spot and a nice individual effort. I don't know. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't think they finished top four. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, the door is really open uh, for, you know, United and Arsenal and, I mean, let's not forget, I'm a I'm a Spurs supporter, so there's plenty of time for us to screw this up in the spring. So, really, uh, <laughs> you, have, you have four squads that are vying for uh, you know third and fourth place here, and mm-hmm. uh, it could be a crapshoot, mm-hmm. frankly. So they are nowhere near safe. I think this is a false sense of security, and I can't wait for them to just get blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys, based on these last two performances, uh, where do you think Chelsea end up at the end of the season? Strangely enough, I'm actually with Jared. I think they finished sixth. So let's take a non-Europa League visit to Chelsea's schedule for the rest of this month. They have away to City. Then they are against United at home in the FA Cup. Then they are home to City. Or not home to City. They're in the Carabao Cup final against City. And then they play Spurs at the bridge. So that, in case you're keeping track, is Manchester City twice, Manchester United once, and Tottenham once plus away and home to Malmo, wherever in the hell that is. I, I, you know, I, it's hard to even be despondent as an Arsenal fan. It's like, okay, yeah, we were even with Chelsea, and then we lost to City away. Well, now Chelsea have to go to City away, and Arsenal have Huddersfield Town next weekend. So in all likelihood, it's going to be equal again. Mm-hmm. Hey, you just look at Chelsea's schedule. They have, again, they're away to City, they're home to Spurs, they're away to United, and they're away to Liverpool. And if I'm a betting man, they take maybe one, perhaps two points from those matches. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, as Arsenal will find it difficult, Chelsea are likely going to keep advancing in the Europa League. Those take you to far-flung, crazy travel locations. They already have six matches between February 10th and February 27th, plus any other further Europa League matches, plus if they beat United in the FA Cup, additional FA Cup matches, and there's just no depth to this squad. You asked what was wrong with them. I think it's just that Maurizio Sarri just does not seem to care. He is willing to hang Hazard out on a line, and Hazard has now killed... In public. (laughs) Yeah, in public. And Hazard has killed... You know, uh, Mourinho did his own damage, as he always does. But towards the end of his management career, Hazard turned on him. Towards the end of Conte's managerial career, Hazard turned on him. And Hazard said this week that he's decided things, which ultimately I think means that he's going to go to Real Madrid during the summer. So if you're Chelsea, I I think there's a lot to be worried about because there's going to be an incredible amount of turnover in that squad. I think they probably lose William and Hazard over the summer. They bring in Pulisic, who has been good, but is an unproven commodity and certainly isn't Hazard. And then where do you go? I I just, I do not see a pathway for Chelsea to finish in the top four this year. Their schedule stacks up far too difficult. They're too prone to dropping points. You have a resurgent United who beat Spurs thanks to a yeoman-like effort from David De Gea, but still hasn't really proven that they're above and beyond other teams in the top six. Let's go ahead and move on to our next game, which, of course, is our midpoint favorite. That is Rumor Mill. Uh, so to clarify, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were, in fact, printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for a correct guess. And Dave, you're up first with this one. James. T- yes. Yeah. Time out. 
Oh, time out. Look out. Calling time out. Ordering pizza. Hi, pizza guy. <laughs> Recording a podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> ears, Get so. the pizza What's guy on real quick. This is going to be great. Tyler, yeah. <laughs> say hi, Tyler. Keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) There it is. It had to be said. Very cool. This ping's not working. All right. It is who kicked the corner flag if you're a soccer fan. Give us a listen. The podcast will give you a shout out. Tyler, the pizza guy. Pizza one for those Kansas City folks. It was a wonderful pizza company owned by the Priors, and they're great. And very prompt. Didn't expect you to be this early. Outstanding. Well done. (laughs) They're also available at Milwaukee Deli, one of my favorite watering holes in Kansas City. Mm, There you go. Pizza good, ready to roll. Sponsorship plug to pay for this boondoggle. All right, let's go. (laughs) They'll send free ones for us for later, so it'll be great. Um, All right, so Dave, you're up first. Dave, you're up first with this one. Uh, Tottenham are now ready to hear preliminary offers for Christian Eriksen, despite their best efforts to keep the Danish playmaker at the North London Club. Is that true or false? I would say true. Ooh, it is false, although I will say um, I do believe it. Um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, that does not give you the points. But, uh, hey, I, I want to say I tricked you there maybe a little bit. But anyway, um, boys, this next one's for you. Chelsea manager Maurizio Sarri refused to travel on the team bus following his side's 4-0 loss at Bournemouth on Wednesday. Is that true or false? You know, I know you kept him behind for something like an hour, but I hadn't read that, so I'm going to say false. It is true, believe it or not. What? Yeah. All right. What the, a what a child! <laughs> oh my god. The Daily Mail. Now, again, you don't know if it's true if it came from them, but it does sound like it's uh, kind of true. But anyway, the Daily Mail uh, did write that, and uh, hey, what what a great story! Love it. Um, could he could he not travel on it because Jose Mourinho left it parked somewhere weird? <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's the case. Uh, Jared, uh, this Jared, this last one's for you. Uh, since their 1-1 draw with Leicester on Wednesday, Jurgen Klopp has asked the club's management to invest more in groundkeeping officials, saying that too little was done to make the pitch playable for their match. True or false? Oh, that 100% sounds like Klopp, yes. It's false, believe it or not. Wow, <laughs> I've got all of you this week. Oh, my <laughs> yes, God. Yes, it's not well, true, I but again, I would believe it. That, was that a misquote uh, of Pep? Because good grief, anyone <laughs> watching that prize boister and bring that up, that pitch at the Etihad was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, to go back to Klopp real quick, too, he actually complained after the West Ham game. Yeah, this is true, saying that the bubbles shouldn't uh, be a thing anymore. You know, every time they score, they churn out a bunch of bubbles um yeah he uh he always had grievances. Oh, he is absolutely the fun police <laughs> what, a, what a whiny little birch <laughs> anyway let's go ahead and segue on to our last game uh which is of course our classic closer it's player profile so i'm going to provide five different clues to a different premier league player each clue is easier than the last first person shout their name and correctly guess said player wins those two points but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out this week your clue to these players is free kick benders free kick benders this translates to players who scored goals from a free kick that's bent through the air with grace and dignity and whatever you want to call it um guys you ready well at least no spurs players will be in this because they never score with dignity (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, how wrong you wow. could be. Anyway. Wow. Uh, <laughs> cheap shot. Cheap, cheap shot. shot. We, <laughs> All right. Player number one is a Frenchman. Making his EPL debut this season. Used to play for Barcelona. Now plays for Everton. Boyce. Jared. Yes, Boyce. What? Uh-oh. Uh, He's doing it Dale again. That's not it. <laughs> He's doing it again. There's going to be a penalty for this. Uh, no, it's not DLFA, no, so that does freeze you out. Uh, Jared, you did buzz in, so go ahead. What do you think? Uh, Digne. It is, it yeah, Lucas Digne. Yeah. That is absolutely correct, and that'll get you those, uh, those two points. Uh, the last clue on that one was... First name is Lucas, and he scored a late equaliser for Everton against Watford in December that curled through the air with grace. Anyway, uh, nice work, Jared. That'll get you those two points. Player number two used to play for Burnley. Made a World Cup appearance. Jared. Yes, Jared. Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. There it is, boys. <laughs> Who plays for Spurs, boys? Yeah. Without di- without dignity, Jared. <laughs> I'm not talking about the player. I'm talking about the path of the ball. It's metaphorical. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, he's, he's started a fighter, too. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, plays as a right back, an Englishman, and currently plays for Spurs were the other clues in that one. Uh, player number three is Portuguese. Plays as a midfielder. Is only 21 years of age. Dave. Yes, Dave. Ruben Neves. There it is. Nice work. Yes, it is. Ruben Neves. Cool, Dave. Good job. That'll get you those two points. Uh, the other clues for that one were plays for Wolves. First name is Ruben. And his goal specifically was that beauty against Everton on the opening day of the season. If you haven't had a chance to look at it or know of it, it's worth a YouTube. It is pretty good. Um, player number four is a Swiss international is 26 years of age. Boyce. Jared. Yes, Boyce. Granite Xhaka. Ooh, that was lucky, but yes, it is Granite Xhaka. I thought you might have gone for the other Swiss one, but you got the right one. Um, oh, that's so good. Get... That's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> waiting, <laughs> just waiting. Um, wears red as part of his home strip, has scored three goals this season, and currently plays for Arsenal, Granite Xhaka. <clears throat> Man, you were going all kinds of tricky there. Nicely I done. was, yeah. And, uh... I was always guessing Xhaka, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, him specifically scored a belter against uh, Crystal Palace back in October. I'm sure Boyce remembers it and plays it on repeat many times, but that was it. Um, well, last... <laughs> only way he can have relations with his wife. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the, last, the last player of the game uh, is a Spaniard. Uh, used to play for Chelsea. Jared. Yes, Jared. Juan Mata. Juan Mata, sir, is absolutely correct. And it'll get you those two points. Uh, other clues were has been with his current club since uh, 2013. Now plays for Manchester United. And his first name is Juan. Juan Mata. Nice work, bud. And that is Acuna the... Acuna Juan Mata. Okay. One of the best Premier League <laughs> fantasy names ever. <laughs> Actually, that is a good one. I like that. I'm stealing it for next year. Uh, but that is the game, folks. And the final scores, it was a close one. Very close one. Uh, Boyce came away with four points. Dave, congratulations, you came away with five. But Jared Bud, on a roll, sir. Congratulations, you came away with seven and the win. So how do you feel? I fantastic. Closing the gap. I'm very, very excited. The gap is certainly closed, and you can enjoy it with that delicious 
pizza. I'm not editing that part out at all. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers are going to enjoy Shout the experience. Outstanding. Outstanding Took indeed. Took like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, commiserations falling short there, but uh, how do you feel? Just like Arsenal. Uh no, I feel like a, a man who's supporting a team that if they don't take nine out of the next points in the Premier League, I might just go take a long-term vacation. Uh, that sounds that sounds quite luxurious. Uh, good good plan. Uh, Dave Bud, thanks again for coming on. And again, nice work in getting those five points. Um, real quick, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your podcast, if you will. Uh, how often do you guys record? Where can we find you? Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you for having me on. This was a ton of fun. So, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And so thank you for that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I record a podcast with my two brothers, Christian and Matt, uh, every Sunday. We talk about, you know, what's going on in world soccer. We don't get too tactical. We talk about, you know, more just storylines and things like that, mainly in American and EPL focus. And then we'll talk about, you know, some other things happening around the world, mainly big five leagues and then something crazy happens somewhere else we'll talk about it nice. and then I, I also have uh i interview somebody from the the soccer world uh once a week and that interview happens usually sometime between monday and wednesday we release the episodes on thursday we record all the pod- podcasts live on youtube so if you want to tune in you know follow us there and, and watch us you can find us bros talking soccer.com twitter's at bt soccer pod email bros talking soccer at gmail.com so thanks again guys yeah and let me ask you real quick i've been asking a couple of guests this uh your top four for the finish uh what what, what is your list on that one i'm gonna say it as a fan so i'll say liverpool does it so liverpool one city two uh, probably or well tottenham three and then i'll say united four Interesting. Yeah, i'll say united four there you go thank you dave you're always welcome <laughs> <laughs> the, the last few guests have had Spurs in three, so uh, hey, they're all. They're Dave all... got my check. Good. All right. <laughs> Thanks again, Dave. Really appreciate you coming onto onto the pod. Uh, you're always welcome back uh, at any time. Uh, well, folks, that is all we have time for. So big thanks, as always, to my guests, Boyce Richardson, Jared Bustamante, and Dave Nattel. Uh, don't forget to share the love by rating us uh, on iTunes and, of course, subscribing to our weekly episodes. You can also check us out and our musings on our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and website, kickflag.com. Final words, Jared. Until next week, my friend. Until next week, Boyce. Arsenal have played seven out of the ten matches against the top six and should finish the top four, but they probably won't. <laughs> Love it. And Dave, any final words, bud? Nope, just thanks for having me on. All right, no problem, man. And until next week.